0: This is Greater Together, a podcast designed to give listeners an inside look at how small business owners grow and evolve over time to become greater. I'm Rachel Kershaw. I am here today talking with Sarah Woods from Shatter, and Sarah and I originally met at Give Back Hack, yes. which is also where Shatter was born. So you want to tell me a little bit about Shatter.
1: Yes, I would love to. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to be speaking with Rachel on this podcast. It's great. Uh, Yeah, so I'm Sarah. I started Shatter a little over a year ago, and Shatter essentially provides tools to women to counter sexism and unconscious bias in their job hunt. Our goal is to get women into higher and better paying positions, and so we use technology uh, that sits on top of LinkedIn, Indeed, Glassdoor. We'll identify sexism that could be influencing the job hunt, and then we provide tools to overcome it. Uh, So we're really excited. We launched our first version of our product in June, and it's out there, and and we're on our way.
0: Nice. And it's just like a widget that you install on your browser. Yeah. And when you go to these sites, it just helps give you advice?
1: Yeah, it's kind of magic. So uh, it's just a Chrome extension. So you can create an account on our website. We'll get you the Chrome extension. And then any job description you look at on uh, LinkedIn, Indeed, or Glassdoor, there's millions of job descriptions on those sites and we support all of them. So you can check us out uh, by going to the website to, to see that first version of our product.
0: And Shatter started at Giveback at kind of
1: Yes, yes. Unplanned,
0: right?
1: Oh, my gosh. Shatter was a major surprise. So big shout-out to Give Back Hack. So for any listeners who don't know what that is, uh, I think it typically happens in the spring, and it's it's a weekend for social enterprises, and it encourages people to come up with ideas for social enterprises and then rapidly iterate on them for a weekend. And then it's a competition, so at the end of the weekend you can win money. And I went to give back hack. I would never been before, and I just wanted to check it out. And I wasn't even planning on really participating. I was just going to kind of watch. Uh, and then the very first night, anybody can pitch. So mm-hmm. I, I think like 100 people got up there and pitched or something like that. And I was right at the end, and I was so scared, and I just kind of had an idea on the fly. It wasn't even what Shatter is today, but it had to do with closing the gender wealth gap. And um, I just kind of got up, and I pitched in a panic, and I was anxious, and then my pitch got picked, and then a team just appeared out of nowhere, and then we ended up winning um, money at the end of the weekend, which was amazing, and it it was crazy. I remember going home that night and talking to my husband. I was like, I think I accidentally started a business this weekend, (laughs) and you know, he was happy, but he said, what do you do next? And I went, oh my gosh, I don't know. I was like, I don't, I don't, I have no idea. What did I do? (laughs) And, uh, and so anyway, so that's how Shatter started. Totally by accident, over a weekend, but it's been amazing since. Um, and we owe a lot of that to Give Back Hack.
0: Well, I think that dovetails perfectly into question number one. What scared you when you realized you (laughs) accidentally started a company? But most importantly, what scared you initially that now you're just like, that's not even a big deal?
1: Yes. Ugh. Everything scared me at the beginning, uh, but specifically, I think I was very nervous, and I was very uh, hyperly self-conscious of the fact that I didn't know what I was doing. I was, I was very scared that people were going to find out that I didn't have this amazing plan for what to do next, and I think, you know, I had this team. I had a big team. It was 11 people. Um, you know, the give back hack organizers were very supportive, but at the time, you know, they, they check up on me to see if I needed help and I'd be like, no, no, no. Like we've got <laughs> everything figured out <laughs> like, sure. because I wanted them to have confidence in me, this person who they had just handed a bunch of money who now knows no idea what they're doing. That is officially gone. So like things, things that I didn't know how to do at the beginning, I, I didn't know how to file for an EIN. Sure. and that at the time was terrifying to me I thought
0: legal stuff is I,
1: I know I thought oh my gosh I'm gonna start this legal entity I was worried that I'd do something that was gonna burn me later in terms of legally setting up the business cops
0: are gonna come Take you oh they're gonna goes. come <laughs> I knew
1: they were gonna come knock on the door because I set up my business wrong and arrest me <laughs> um uh I didn't know how to set up a business bank account, which sounds absurd now that I think about it. You just go to the bank and you hand them your EIN and they magically give you a bank account. Um, but all those were things that at the time I, I didn't know. And you, and you don't know what you don't know, too. Right. Um, So
0: for the record, the EIN is one piece of paper. It's not.
1: It's so easy. It is irresponsibly easy. It is crazy how you can start a business in five minutes. You Mm -hmm. literally go onto that website and go do it right now. It is no big deal. So if you have a business idea, don't let that stand in the way of you doing it. Um, Now, it's funny how things have completely flipped because I... I have no problem admitting to everyone that there are so many things that I don't know right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Shatter, so much of why Shatter, I think, works and people get excited about the idea is because we are in totally uncharted territory. Yeah. So myself and the team, pretty much everything we're doing right now, we don't exactly know how to solve the problem, but... We trust ourselves, we trust our brains, uh, we trust our team and our network, that we're smart enough to figure it out. And really, I think that that's where, as soon as the fear ebbed and and I figured out that it was going to be better for me to just admit that I don't know what's going on, because then I can rally the resources around me in order to get it solved. And so I... I I let the world know that I don't know what I'm doing on all sorts of fronts. But I have a smart team, and I think I'm smart, and I think we're going to figure it out. And so I don't have that fear anymore.
0: Yeah, it's really hard to ask somebody or pick somebody's brain if you're already like, but I've got it. I've got it. Yeah.
1: But what would you do? (laughs) Yeah. And the crazy thing is, like, I, I think back. I've known a lot of people who, when I interact with them, I think, like, oh, gosh, they have... They have a big ego. You know, why are they so full of themselves? I kind of look back on that now and I wonder, like, I'll bet you that's fear. I'll bet you that's them trying to act like they have it together because they're scared because they don't.
0: I bet at least some of the time, sure.
1: Yeah. There's probably some jerks.
0: <laughs> probably I, some I, I
1: think jerks. I know a couple jerks. <laughs> uh,
0: so, um, so now that you're running this business, at the beginning, what did you spend a bunch of time on? And now you don't.
1: Oh, my goodness. So if anybody starts a business, they're going to get so much advice. And it is both an art and a science figuring out which advice to listen to and which advice to say thank you. But, no, that's not right for us. So I got tons of advice from different people at the very beginning of Shatter that we needed to build this really strong brand, that that was so important. I think building brands is really important. However, we didn't even have a product yet. So people were telling us, build all this buzz, build all this buzz. And, and now I look back on that and I'm like, well, what would we have built buzz about? We didn't have anything to create buzz around. I was spending so much time on social media marketing based off that Trying to create objective. that buzz. Yes, yeah. I was trying to create the buzz. And I don't know, Rachel, for your social media marketing, for <laughs> me, it took me so much time. Yeah, I'm, I'm very clear that I could spend literally
0: all my waking hours on social.
1: Oh, my gosh. Shout out to all the social media marketing managers out there because it is so much more intense than I think most people think. You know, all of us have these social media accounts that we post to occasionally. I personally, even my personal social media is not good. But doing it for a business and creating that content is so right. time-consuming. And posting to all the different channels and, and then monitoring the analytics is... Oh, it was so time-consuming. I also am not a good schmoozer, and I don't hang out with that many cool people. (laughs) Except for you, Rachel, clearly. (laughs) Uh, But, so I'm not a good schmoozer, and so I love talking about Shatter. And so I thought that, you know, both from a social media perspective and in terms of a networking perspective, that 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 would magically turn into... A bunch of partnerships and access to users that we could acquire and things like that and it it just didn't sure um and so I was spending a ton of time on both of those things from a marketing perspective and and while I will admit that once we had a product I do think that that marketing has become very important even before that I, I think we were wasting our resources all up But I also think for both, the time I was spending commensurate to the benefit we were getting out of it was just totally out of whack.
0: Yeah. So how much time were you spending?
1: I think between both the social media marketing and the schmoozing that I was doing poorly, Mm -hmm. I think I was probably spending about 10 hours a week.
0: And just to be clear, you didn't quit your day job to do chatters. This is 10 hours a week on top of...
1: Yes, I still have a day hustle, which I love. I love my day hustle. I love my side hustle, too. Um, but yeah, and and so, like, that was non-trivial for me because I wake up very early and I get to my resident coffee shop that I'm at every morning. (laughs) Shout out to Stoffs on 3rd Street. Um... And I, I sit there from usually around 7 till about 8.45 and work. And then I walk to my day hustle and I work all day. And and then I would work on Shad around the weekends too. So for me to be spending 10 hours on something that I wasn't seeing a business impact from was crazy. And I was burning out. There was a several month period where... Uh, my passion had kind of ebbed because I was spending all this time on this thing that I wasn't good at and that I wasn't seeing any business value from. So that was hard.
0: Yeah, I bet. So total, you were probably spending more than 10 hours. Yes. Yeah. And that's on top of Another 40, so you're probably talking 60, 80 hour weeks yeah. at that point in your life.
1: Yeah, I don't have a lot of hobbies outside of that's <laughs> kind of shattered, and, yeah, that's shattered and work is my hobby. and yeah, coffee. For sure. Yeah, and so um, th- that was just really, it, you want to know the most ironic part of all of this is that I was a marketing major in college. <laughs> so, hypothetically, I should be very good at this, and I am not at all. Um, so, don't tell any of my marketing professors from college.
0: So today, those 10 hours you were spending on marketing, what are you spending them doing?
1: So I, um, I'm i a product manager by background. Um, I, I, my whole background from a career standpoint is in building software products. So I spend a lot of time now with Shattered doing the thing that I am good at, where I can drive business value, which is really um, figuring out what problems we need to solve for our users and what additional functionality we can add onto the Shatter extension uh, to not only get more users and provide more value, but also to make sure that, um, that we're driving the social enterprise metrics that we care about around the wage gap.
0: Nice. So you're still using part of your background, just not your educational portion necessarily. Correct. <laughs> And uh, but it sounds like you're doing the one that you enjoy more.
1: Yes, and and that's where I started. Uh, so I started some introspection, and I started thinking about myself the same way that I've always thought about the products that I build and the teams that I run, which is how do you use your resources to get the maximum ROI? And what was happening? What before was that I was. I was spending my resources on something, marketing, that for my skill set wasn't getting a good ROI. Well, Shatter can get great ROI for me uh, doing the product stuff, uh, and that's going to get us a lot, a lot farther in a lot quicker time. So then it was kind of a question of, all right, so I'm terrible in marketing, which by the way, my team was not shy about. <laughs> which is a good thing. Find people who will tell you what you're bad at. They they would all the time. I post stuff. They'd be like, "Sarah, this is terrible. You've posted the same thing 14 times. We need you to do something differently." Uh, but so so the team was great on that too. But we had to find somebody to help us out with that.
0: Yeah. So how did you find a person?
1: Yeah. So we hired. Oh, the most wonderful person. Not the most wonderful. I'll say that about everybody on my team. But <laughs> the she, one of the most wonderful. One of the most wonderful. So her name's Emily, and uh, she, we brought her on, we hired her as our marketing lead. And I can't overstate how much that changed the game on the marketing side, especially because now that we have our first version product and All of our efforts right now are around acquiring more users. So we have this goal to acquire a 1,000 users by January. And so so much of that, some of that is new functionality that attracts new people, but a lot of it is getting the word out. So it's not even like I'm giving Emily a list of things that I want her to do from a marketing perspective. I've explained to her what I want to do with the business, and she's telling me what we need to do from a marketing perspective in order to get that goal met
0: that's awesome
1: yeah she's great so she like she set us up for this podcast she's running all of our social media channels so for everyone who's been following us on social media i'll bet you you could go on her on facebook and you could find the day we hired emily because (laughs) all of the social media magically got a lot better um you know she is putting together an event calendar for us to reach new people she's uh, reached out to a ton of influencers and newsletters, places where we can hit a bunch of users all at once. So she's been really spectacular, and she's putting together a whole strategy of how we're going to do this. And when we talk about ROI, like the the time that she is spending gives us so much more return than if I had spent the same amount of hours just because she's focused on it, she's passionate about it, and she's really, really good at it.
0: Well, it sounds like that's her passion, that's her expertise.
1: Yes. She's great, too. Um, You know, I I do this in a lot of ways because, like, we have really brilliant developers on our team, and that was another thing I was scared about at one point. I thought, oh, boy, you know, I've always been a software product manager, but I've been at these established companies where I didn't need to know a ton about the code. Sure. So I thought, oh, shoot, like... I don't know anything about code. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to do this? But then I got really brilliant developers on the team who they tell me what's important from a technology perspective. Um, and then, the same thing, Emily and, and the developers work really closely together too. So, as they're rolling out features, she can kind of amplify what they're doing and vice versa. So, so that's really great that the team has been awesome.
0: So, specifically, how'd you find Emily?
1: Uh, so Emily found us, that's what she's like, she's like one of those animal movies where it's like who saved who Mm -hmm. kind of thing, so Emily found us, so she, she heard about us through Get Back Hack because I was a mentor this past April for this year's Get Back Hack, and so she saw me on the mentor list and she was volunteering. I
0: thought she looked familiar. Yeah.
1: Okay. okay. And this whole Give Back Hack thing has really been paying dividends <laughs> to us uh, for of a my long favorite, time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so she she heard of us through Give Back Hack and so she just reached out and uh, she and I had coffee and she's a very impressive person in and of herself. she's had a lot of career successes and, and she's kind of telling me about how she was approaching problems. She told me about how she was approaching problems and some of the things that she had spun up, and she didn't have a ton of direct marketing experience, but she clearly was smart and scrappy. And as a person who trusts people that I don't need you to, fig- I don't need you to know everything. I just need you to be able to figure it out. She really fit the bill there. Um, so yeah, so she found us. She's been she's been an easy. So that's
0: sort of a, a, a thing about Shatter, I think, that's really remarkable because you didn't actually have to go find. I mean, do any work, put any posts on LinkedIn, No, no I didn't. <laughs> and you've got a team of how many
1: people? So right now we have five. Okay. Yeah, so we've got two... We've got developers and designer and then our marketing lead.
0: And they all just came to you?
1: So a couple of them I had to go and find. The developers I did have to... The finding developers is difficult, anybody who's done developer recruiting. Um, but then especially, you know, we felt like it was really important to not only have women developers, but then also to have women developers from a variety of backgrounds. So that did take us a while. But um, but even like our, our designer, she just heard about Shatter. She has a big passion for the metrics that we're trying to drive from a social enterprise standpoint. And she expressed interest in helping out. So we, we do actually, we have a lot of people People reach out to us saying that they want to participate somehow. Um, It's really, uh, it's actually kind of sad because I would love to have all their help. But at this point, because we're just trying to build the base product and validate those first assumptions, sometimes people will come to us and while their skill set will probably be very valuable down the road, it's not quite what we need in order to build the product right now.
0: What specifically do you think about Shatter makes it so compelling that people just... Keep volunteering to join the team.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny. I think, I think a lot of it's a social mission. You know, we we have a lot of women who reach out to us because they know this is a huge issue. You know, the at Shatter we have this belief that one of the reasons that all these issues with sexual harassment and and poor parental leave within companies and things like that, all of these are symptoms of a much greater problem, which is the world to date has been designed without women really at the table. So if women can't design the world, then we should expect it not to work for them because their, their voice isn't there. So we really want to – that's why we, we, we talk about power a lot, and what we mean by that is making sure that women have uh, the opportunity to make decisions that shape the world and that they have the money to influence decisions that shape the world. Um, And so that message has been resonating with a lot of women, I think, uh, of we can solve all these symptoms, but until we fix that, um, I don't think we're ever really going to get away from where we've been. Um, The other part of it, I really think, is the technology piece of it. So at this point, there was a, there was a long time where, uh, creating awareness of these women's issues was front and center because a lot of people just didn't realize what was going on even really well-meaning people just didn't realize the complexities of why sexism is so pervasive I think we're I think it's a good thing and I don't think we're totally there yet but I think we're kind of moving out of awareness into okay what do we do about it Mm -hmm. there's been so many um recent movements like the Me Too movement and everything that's been happening with uh, all these women's issues are so front and center. I think a lot of people are asking, okay, so now what do we do about it? Shatter is technology that any woman can go and get and can individually improve her own situation while collectively moving uh, the social position of women everywhere. So it's an actionable thing that I think that people really get passionate about. Yeah, I think there's a big
0: appetite for that. You've got this giant team. You've got new help on the marketing front. Um, So question number three, what was something that originally controlling it was something you felt was important personally, Mm. but now you've sort of let go and outsourced and trusted somebody else to take care of it?
1: So I think the marketing is probably the biggest one, um, both because I realized that that's not my cup of tea. I wasn't being effective at it. Even
0: though you've got the degree.
1: Even though I've got the degree. There's there's a lesson in there about higher education somewhere. <laughs> um, but then also because, you know, we found this person who excels at it and who has a passion for it and can drive those business metrics. That trade-off is obvious. So that's a big one. I think the other thing is uh, just more broadly is not needing to be the one who comes up with all the good ideas, mm. um, which I, I actually think is that thematically has come up in my professional life elsewhere, but it's been a little bit different on Shatter because Shatter's my baby, right? right. You know, that it was uh, kind of my idea. I've been with the business since the beginning. And so you have this very particular vision in your head of what you want it to be. And um, so that took a little bit of self-training to make sure that I let that go because, like I said, our, our developers are very talented, our designers are talented, and Emily's talented, and, and we just had a brainstorming session two weeks ago. Um, we had this big, long two-hour meeting where we were talking about our KPI to get all these 1,000 users by January, and then we backed up and said, okay, that's our KPI What are we going to do to meet that KPI? Mm -hmm. And they came up with so many good ideas, both on a product development front and from a marketing perspective. And so, you know, that's a big thing of you will move so much faster if you can outsource the thinking. Sometimes it's not the actions, you know, getting other people to do actions for you is definitely do that. But also outsourcing who can come up with the good ideas, I think is really important because... Not only will you get there faster, but you'll also end up with a better business because you're representing multiple perspectives, not just your own.
0: And I think that's a really hard one. I think anybody who starts a business has a very, very clear idea, or so they think at yeah. the beginning, right? Yeah.
1: Well, and quite frankly, I can fully admit at this point, what we pitched at um, Give Back Hack. Well, I think we did do a good job that weekend of doing the validation that we did. Um, right after Give Back Happy went through another great program called Sea Change where mm-hmm. we further validated our idea. It's a great program, I would recommend people check that out too. But as we were validating, like it became very clear that idea was not going to work. And you gotta let that go. And then you gotta figure out, okay, but so that, that particular solution to the problem we're trying to solve, this this sexism mm-hmm. is not gonna work. Now what? And that's another scary moment of like, oh gosh, should I know what to do next as the founder of this company? And the answer is no. You don't personally need to know what the answer is, but it is your responsibility of the, as the founder to go figure it out, and you will figure it out faster and better if you outsource a lot of that to your team.
0: Yeah, and I think the, the core, what your, your purpose as a company. is never changed.
1: Our metrics have never changed. We've always been focused on the wage and leadership gaps. And our vision has always been the same. So our vision is a world in which women need not ignore, justify, or fight for their own power. And so that has always been front and center. And so, you know, your solutions are going to change. Uh, the problems that you're tackling at any given time are going to change. But um, as long as you have a really clear vision of exactly how you're trying to change the world, um, how you get there can well, come in
0: time. And that common purpose that all these people signed up yes. to be on the team for, right? Yeah,
1: and and I really think, I mean, our the people on the team work so hard, um, I really feel like if they weren't connected to that mission, they probably still wouldn't still be on the team because they work really, really hard. A lot of them, actually, I think most of them are still working day hustles, too. So all of them are like me. They're putting a disproportionate amount of their free time towards working on this thing. And uh, so they're very, very connected to the vision of the company. And it's been great.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Um, So, in general, if there's one other thing or, or one thing you want people to sort of take away from your story so
1: far. Ooh, yes. I get pluggables. Sure, yes. I can plug Shatter. So um, we have this goal to reach 1,000 users by January. We uh, launched the first version of our product in June. We've gotten kind of our first round of users. We got some feedback. But quite frankly, I don't consider our assumption validated yet. I don't know that this is the best way to tackle this problem. And I won't know unless people use it and tell me. So you can go use Shatter and then send me an email and go, Sarah, this is terrible. Do this other (laughs) thing instead, and I would love you for it. Um, If you use it and you love it, tell me why you love it and what problem it solved for you. But go to um, www.shatter.live, and you can create an account, and we'll walk you through the onboarding process so that you can get started. Even if you're not a job hunter, check it out and let us know what features you'd love to see. Uh, were there features that were confusing? These are all things that we're trying to refine right now so that we can really get a, a, a good product. Um, and even if there's stuff outside of the recruiting space, if you feel like there's a problem that you as a woman wish that you had better, better tools to solve it, let us know because um, we're not just focused on recruiting. Recruiting is kind of the thing that we're starting with, but it's going to take a lot more than recruiting to close the uh, the power gap that exists for women. Sure, but it's a
0: nice way to start. It's a
1: great way to start. So um, please, please, please check us out and then shoot me an email and let, let me know what you think. Awesome. Well, it was awesome talking with you, and thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Yeah, thank you, Rachel. I'm so excited. This is a great podcast. It's a really important topic, and thank you so much for featuring Shatter. We're so happy to be here. I'm just glad you could make it. All right, thanks.
0: Thanks for listening. Visit greatertogetherpodcast.com for more episodes, to submit a question for next season, to recommend a guest, and to leave feedback. Greater Together is brought to you by Greater Columbus Consulting helping focus your vision, organize your operations, and grow your organization. Greater Columbus Consulting specializes in social enterprises, nonprofits that want to capitalize on their strengths, and for-profit businesses that are working towards a higher purpose.